Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 3 of Hands Up, the education podcast that takes a light-hearted look at all the quirks that make being a teacher, an educator or just part of a school a truly unique experience. My name is Jordan Firth, I'm a Year 2 teacher and I'm joined remotely again by fellow teacher, co-host and co-creator Mark Tomlinson. Hello Jordan. In this episode, Mark will be looking at Greybridge School from Ripping Yarns in his famous fictional school. I'll count down some of the top five little wins that we get as teachers. And for our teacher talking point, we're discussing your stories about class pets. It's great to have you with us, so sit down, cross your legs, or make sure your chair's tucked in. Four legs, Mark, and let's get started. Hello again, Mark. Hello remotely once more. Hello, Jordan. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good, you thank you. You've got better? a little bit of... I am feeling, yes, thank you. I am feeling a lot Good. better. Yes. Um, I don't, the editing job this week will be a lot easier for me. One, because you said you're going to keep the swearing down. Yep. So I don't need to add as many bleeps in. Yeah. And two, I don't need to cut out my disgusting, uh, sniffles <laughs> from <laughs> every five minutes. So yeah, I feel a lot better. Thank you. Yep. Um, I've got a bit of news, a bit of, a bit of an update, uh, for you, Mark, or and indeed for any listeners of last mm-hmm. week's podcast. So we were doing cringy teacher moments, weren't we, last week? And um, <clears throat> we enjoyed one from uh, Mrs. Dalziel. Uh, it said, my most embarrassing moment was confronting a man in his car I thought was exposing himself at the school gates. But he actually had sausage and chips on his lap. And uh, we 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 craved more information, didn't we, Mark, from from this particular teacher? Um. So on, on Twitter, after she'd listened to it, we kind of said, uh, you know, fill us in a bit more. She, what, what did you say? Her response, uh, was, I blurted out, Oh, I thought that was your willy and ran away, <laughs> which, which I think is probably the only appropriate response, uh, <laughs> in that particular moment. Just another one that she tagged in as well, just while we're kind of going off piece for, um, from Mrs. Dalziel. She she tagged us in a tweet saying, one for you, hands up, pod. That she'd done there a couple of weeks back. She said, I need an eye test. I just spotted myself in a photograph taken in the school playground. And when I zoomed in, it wasn't me in my smart red coat. It was a bin. (laughs) 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 Which which is, yeah, that's how I feel on a daily basis. I think I can't distinguish myself between a human being. And a red bin. Just just a bin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Can I just just an update as well from last week? So, um, turns out uh, my mum subscribes to the podcast, <laughs> and therefore knew I played hooky with Snarfy and Mad Tommy. Oh no! You did grounders. Also, uh, I got a very um, terse message from my mum about my swearing last week. Yeah. Um, so I apologise. To you, Jordan, first of all, because you mm-hmm. have to edit said podcast yeah. <laughs> and therefore I have to bleep out a lot of my effing and jeffing. And yeah, to, to my mum for <laughs> my potty mouth last week. Yes. I've been brought up better than that. Yep. And yep. so I, I, I appreciate that. Apology, apologize Mark, I think, to my yeah. mum. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were there, Mark, just as sincere as. Um, Anyone on Twitter uh, yeah. where their PR manager has yeah. forced them to yeah. apologise for something. <laughs> That's how genuine that came across. Thanks, John. <laughs> Appreciate that. 
<laughs> Love you, Mum. Let's look. <laughs> Let's look at my top five for this week then, and um, I'm looking at teacher wins. Just little teacher wins. Those little unexpected moments you get sometimes as a teacher that can really actually make your day, mm. or at the very least help you keep hold of your sanity for just a little bit longer. Yes. Um, you'll know what I mean uh, as I start counting them down. So let's start at number five. Hi. Okay, it's been raining all morning, like non-stop. The forecast for the entire week is also non-stop rain. You add indoor playtime at, at normal break time and the noise in the classroom during the maths lesson you've just tried to get the children to do after they've just spent the last 15 minutes burning off as much energy inside as it was outside, it was too much. You, you're thinking, right, I've got to get ready for this afternoon. I've got some books to mark. And just as you're putting some scrap paper out on the tables, lunchtime supervisor walks in and goes, right, get your coats on, we're going outside. Oh my God. <laughs> you've been so wrapped up in the morning that you've forgotten to look outside or you've not looked out of the blinds. It stopped raining. They're going outside. Respite at last. Oh, what a feeling. <laughs> There's cake in the staff room. Now, before you say anything, this isn't actually the little teacher win because whilst that is great, it kind of comes with added stress. Like, you know, if you're getting in there after 11 o'clock, it's slim pickings. Yeah. And to add insult to injury, today it's your playground duty. So for me, sometimes ignorance is bliss. And if I don't know there's any in there, I can't get disappointed when I don't get any. The little win comes from this cake in the staff room. You maybe don't even know it's there because it's your playground duty, so you know you won't get any, so you've not checked. But what's this? Your TA is walking across the playground. She's got something in her hand wrapped up in a small uh, piece of kitchen roll. <laughs> it's a cupcake. Uh-huh. Yes, and all your Christmases have come at once. <laughs> Three. When you like grab a handful of paper or maybe you're like randomly cutting up bits of smaller paper for the children to do something on, you're not really counting, you've just grabbed it or anything, you're handing out something you've just grabbed an unknown quantity you've just picked it up and when you hand them out there's just the right amount for your class like you get to the last one and give it to the last <laughs> pupil and that's it you've finished and it's like oh so satisfying so satisfying <laughs> screwing up a piece of paper and throwing it in the bin first time it's oh. like a really simple pleasure but oh i mean that spare worksheet's got me feeling like Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've thrown them in, nothing but net. And what doesn't help, like as I make my smug walk back to my whiteboard, <laughs> is that all the kids, bless them, they're always so complimentary, aren't they? And they always act so blown away and impressed yeah. by something, which really is not that difficult. But, no. oh my God, do I drink in that praise from the crowd. <laughs> you feel like going around everyone high-fiving them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A laugh of around the classroom <laughs> and there's always there's always one kid isn't it? when you miss there's always that kid who gets out of the chair goes and puts it in for you fix it up for you up yeah and you've kind of just got to do that shameful yeah. thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> staff meeting cancelled oh. need I say more no. so there we go five, I, I could go on actually and I'll probably revisit this at some point and do five more but just five mm. little teacher wins that I was thinking about just just little things don't even be massive but just those little things that kind of yeah. make your day let's have a look at our teacher talking point for this week now the famous saying goes doesn't it never work with children 
or animals. Uh, but I had two exciting new additions to my class this week in the form of two giant African land snails, uh, Rick and Marty. Um, ah. Now, as you know, Mark, these aren't the first class pets I've had. I once had five stick insects, yeah. uh, as you well remember. They're little lollipop stick graves in uh, in our forest school. Or oh, they were. I can't well, imagine yeah. they're there now. Desecrated now in the in the woods. And, you know, so I just try and go for kind of low maintenance ones. Um, although I am, I am, I do keep picking nocturnal animals. So actually, not the most exciting <laughs> things to watch during the day. Um, you, you had that, but for now, yeah, I'm not really. You had that hamster well, in year the first year of teaching. You had that hamster, but Freddie Starr was your teaching assistant. Uh, just for anyone that's not aware, the last few episodes I've just been going ding because I've not had my bell, have I? My bell is for ref- obscure references that Mark makes that I don't understand. Uh, for any newcomers to the podcast, the bell is back. Um, so yeah, I kind of yeah pick low maintenance ones. They're kind of nocturnal, they're a little bit dull. I'm not going to lie, um, but I'm not really brave enough or ready for the commitment of a of a proper animal for a class pet. Um, so I thought. Well, I'll ask Twitter um, if they've had any experience of having a class pet and maybe maybe it will make me brave or maybe it make me feel like, yes, I am ready for this sort of commitment with my class. Uh, and I got actually quite a few responses, more than I thought, actually. So uh, so let's have a look. Um, now, the first one I got from at primary teach DH, Miss H said, uh, not a class pet, which not a great start, I'll admit, because that, that wasn't my question, um, but <laughs> not a class pet. <laughs> but uh, a child in my class once brought in <laughs> sorry it's a good tweet that's why I'm reading it out so no offense. Uh, <laughs> not a class pet but a child in my class once brought in a very interesting item for show and tell and she then um, linked to a previous tweet <laughs> with the following sort of conversation child miss I've got show and tell today me alright right, what have you got child it's my dead cat <laughs> And there's a picture of a box of ashes with Darcy <laughs> engraved on the front. <laughs> now, I'm not going to go into the joys of show and tell because I had a couple of responses about show and tell. So I think next week for our teacher talking point, we need to do a show and tell yeah. special. So if you're listening, just just watch out for our tweet coming Um about show and tell if you've got any stories please get in touch because it is like a whole other episode isn't it show and tell (laughs) Emma Stanley at Miss Stanley Year 6 says I this is a good you'll love this Mark you Mm. would be uh, thrilled with this I walked into my classroom one morning to find that a parent on the PTA at the time had set up a fish tank in the corner of my room (laughs) she hadn't asked me and even had the nerve to tell me to remember to clean it I told her to take it away which she seemed surprised that <laughs> she says it was one of those moments where I nearly said, oh, for f- sake, out loud. Not a small fish tank either. It was huge and covered a large space on my cupboard by the sink. By the sink. Still have no idea why she did it. <laughs> Can you imagine, in our school especially, if a teacher walks in on the morning <laughs> to just a fish tank in the room? It's like, it's one thing, isn't it, as a teacher? Having things like a learning walk, like a dropping or a book scrutiny sprung on you. But here you go. Be responsible for the life of an animal. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good luck. I'd, I'd imagine walking in and you know those um, those cat towers 
<laughs> seen yeah. those big cat toes. You walk in, there's six of them at the back, half a dozen kittens <laughs> flying around. As you class yeah, like a, like a cat cafe. <laughs> Mr. C says stick insects, so can relate there. Stick yeah. insects. They had babies. Babies crawled through the gaps in their container, came in one morning, and they were everywhere. <laughs> Random screams from children all day as they kept appearing on desks and in books, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McGrath says, we've got giant African land snails, uh, Shelley and Sheldon, that we placed in some of our louder classrooms to get them quiet. Uh, works a treat. Mm. Don't be my class. Um, <laughs> although we came in on Monday to find about 50 eggs. Says I'm not ready for fatherhood and small uh, snail babies. <laughs> That's the thing with animals. Um, or certainly having more than one. It was quite, there's been quite a few stories basically of animals and class pets multiplying. That's, mm. that's the danger, isn't it? So, so do, so your, um, snails will multiply then, I guess. Um, I hope not, <laughs> but I guess um, that's me being quite naive yeah. into the circle yeah. of life, isn't it? <laughs> I think someone needs to explain something to me if I've got two snails and hoping that I won't get more. <laughs> but, um, you're the PSHE coordinator, Mark. You can do some work with me. What about euthanasia? No, reproduction. Oh, reproduction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, not birds and the bees, the snails and the stick insects. <laughs> yeah. At Mr. MICT says, we used tadpoles in our year five class, watched them develop and all that. Sadly, Mr. McGrath forgot to move them away from the window on Friday. Hottest weekend of the year. Monday morning, classroom. Stank. <laughs> <laughs> I had to borrow some from the other classes before the kids came in. So oh. I basically just fried, <laughs> melted these frogs. <laughs> and then someone replied to it saying like, OMG or whatever. And he replied to it saying, yeah, I felt horrible. We'd named it Friday morning too. <laughs> so they just, they'd just given it a name, <laughs> just got attached to it. <laughs> and then oh, by Monday, it melted it. <laughs> Unless they have the name to put on the gravestone or the lollipop stick or whatever. <laughs> Um, Miss Allen says, a few years ago, year five were working silently one day and all of a sudden there's a cry from one of the back tables. Miss Allen, Gary's halfway up the window. I think he wants to go out. <laughs> Giant African land snails are quite fast when you're not Ooh. looking. <laughs> Get Harry. So bear that in mind. I think, yeah, I'd kind of, yeah, just keep the lid on him. <laughs> um, at Laws the Maze says, I had a hamster that escaped, made itself a nest with pages from Stig of the Dump. So uh, a literary hamster. If you were a hamster, Mark, what book would you make a nest with? Um, 120 Days of Sodom by the Marquis de Sade. Page 311 <laughs> in particular. <laughs> you know, sometimes I... Um, <laughs> sometimes I will give you some pre-warning on what I'm going to ask you. Yes. Very rarely do I do this. Yeah. And the reason that I don't is because I think... I wonder what I'd say. It's on the spot. I wonder what I'd say. And there, there we go. <laughs> An insight into your mind. Uh, at MP Borough 2 said, My friend had giant snails and forgot about them over summer. When we came back, they were just water-filled shells and I've never smelled anything so horrific in my life. Oh, dear. That sounds disgusting. Um, David Bryn said, My class had seven insects, but guess who forgot to take them home one half term? 
On return, the children discovered only one fat one remained. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Oh, this is a bit bleak. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> My wife had guinea pigs who had stillborn babies. The kids found them eating the babies. Oh, I mean, that's oh a God. kind of... That's traumatic. Like, that's a kids, Channel although, 5 documentary. <laughs> ready to be made. There's, there's definitely some extra well-being. There's some extra recovery curriculum happening in that <laughs> class just to get over the <laughs> stress. Uh, Mr. Tracker says, not a class pet. Not interested then. Uh, that wasn't my question. <laughs> Move on. Again. What is it with everybody? No, I'm joking, of course. Mr. Tracker uh, says, not a class pet, but we have a few cats who like to wander into the classroom on occasions when our fire escape door or window is open. At the start of the year, the kids go crazy when they appear, but after a few months, they can go unnoticed at times. What? (laughs) At what point do your class become so desensitised to a random cat just walking in that they just carry on with their handwriting? Oh, is that allowed? <laughs> Can you imagine if cats were just wandering around our school? We'd have, knowing our school, um, and I mean this in a really loving and endearing way, but we'd have a stray cat policy, wouldn't we, by, by that point, <laughs> if they kept coming in. <laughs> We'd all have to read and sign it Yeah, in, the, uh, in that folder that sits on the staff room table. Uh, teacher's manual at unofficial away says I've kept a snake throughout my career corn snakes and currently a royal ball python at my first school the head had a snake phobia so I was exempt from learning walks by her have got a couple of funny stories <laughs> there's a few things here <laughs> that I'm wondering one how the head with the phobia of snakes said yeah, just bring it in, and I just won't do a learning walk. Yeah. Why is not just go, no, you're not bringing a snake into school? Because I need to do learning walks on all teachers. Yeah, and two, he then um, says, got a f- couple of funny stories. Someone says, let's hear him then. Nothing. No, no reply? <laughs> What's all that about? <laughs> Come on, teachers, manual help us out here. We've got a podcast to make. <laughs> Try to and we need people. content. I know. <laughs> um, and then Artifati teacher at Rubik's 333 must have worked or works with him. And so she replied to him saying, yep, he had a snake and he used to put something on his door when he got his snake out. So he knew not to enter if we were scared. <laughs> You've got a similar thing, haven't you, Mark, when you're getting changed for PE? I have, yeah. I also think Gary Glitter had one on his dressing room door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. Let's move on. Thank you to everybody there who who took the time to reply to us. I feel like I've done nothing but have a dig at you all. And (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, we love you all very dearly. Please keep replying to our tweets because otherwise... We have no content, so yeah. No, thank you so much. The majority, um, the majority of the pets that people had, teachers had, died. Yeah, well, well yeah, that was what I was going to kind of end on actually, yeah. which I forgot to do. Was at the start, I was like, right, well, let's see if this is going to, you know, make me feel ready for the commitment of a class pet. The vibe ended up with eight times more. Yeah, or they're all <laughs> some horrifying all. story about them being dead. Yeah. So I think I'll just stick to my snails for now. <laughs> 
What about you, Mark? Have you ever been tempted to have a class pet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look then at your famous fictional school, Mark. Now, I commented before the last one saying, oh, what a, what a, what a change it makes and what a nice thing for me to actually know what you're talking about this week. You did Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'd watched it really recently, a big fan of the film. And I said, normally, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about because they're way before my time. Um, so it was really lovely to have that for one week. Uh, so you're back <laughs> this week with, let me just, hang on, Greybridge School from Ripping Yarns. Yes. Uh, now, that really doesn't mean anything to me, Mark. So you've got uh, an eager student listening For to you. For the first um, time ready, this term. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ready to find out more. So oh. please, uh, yeah, take it away. Okay, I certainly will. Well, I suppose for the uninitiated, like your good self, um, Ripping Yarns was a television programme from the 70s that starred Mike and was written by Michael Palin from the Monty Python team. So, just a little bit of context for you there. And they were, yeah. um, it was a series of kind of one off shows, and one of which featured Greybridge Public School. So, I thought we'd take a closer look at an all boys private boarding school, Jordan. We've not mm. done one of those before no, on not. the uh, fictional school. So we'll have a wander through the corridors of Greybridge Boarding School, featured in the TV show Ripping Yarns. Greybridge is a dour, forbidding place that produces misery and fear and where everything about the place is designed to crush the soul and break down any reserve of pride for for all who attend. Sounds very much like my first marriage. <laughs> Do you know what? I've missed a good uh, failed marriage reference. Mark. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's been a while. Hasn't it? It's been it's been, been way too, too many episodes. Been since too long. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new week at Greybridge starts with a Monday assembly, where the school comes together to sing and offer up their prayers to the big man. O oh Lord, we give thee humble and hearty thanks for this, your gift of discipline knowing that it is only through the constraints of others that we may come to know ourselves, and it is through true misery that we find true contentment. May the fire of your just and awful wrath fall on Biggs, Normington, Potter Senior, and Tucky. Amen. Which puts my own class's recent efforts at writing a lunchtime prayer into a cocked hat. Dear God... <laughs> Thank you for the food and dinner, ladies. Amen. Dear God, thank you for the niffs and fucks. Amen. <laughs> Dear God, thank you for the pizza, pizza pinwheels and corn dippers. They are yummy. All my love, Mr. Tomlinson. Amen. <laughs> New boarders at Greybridge have to adapt to school life very quickly. Not only do they have to carry out ghastly chores like beating the headmaster with a paddle, unpleasant for the boys and a joy for the headmaster, they must also take their turn to fight the school's grizzly bear and run the gauntlet of the older boys who are permitted to nail newbies to the wall, something I would gladly consider as part of a review of our own school's behaviour management policy. First-year boys must ask for permission to walk and breathe out before half-past ten in the morning. Failing to do so, they have to spend a three-week detention in the maggot pit. Of course... 
This miserable and depressing approach to education leads to many of the new boarders looking for ways of escaping the wretched Greybridge, as if they were prisoners of war at Calditz Castle. It is, as Evelyn Waugh once said, why anyone who has attended a private school feels comparatively at home in a prison. Anyone who did manage to escape Greybridge was quickly tracked down by the school leopard, with one boy getting nearly 17 miles away before being caught by the big cat. As for PE, there's no learning to travel around the school hall using different parts of your body or different (laughs) throwing techniques to lob a beanbag through a plastic hoop. The boys at Grainbridge are trained to within an inch of their life to compete in a cross-country hopping race across some of England's bleakest mountains to compete against other schools, including a team of young Buddhists. Fee-paying parents expect their sons to get a proper bullying at Greybridge, and this is why the school has a salaried, aristocratic bully who has his own office and answers his phone with the words, School bully! The bully wields more power than any of the teachers, and who has a reward for not beating up any of the staff is allowed to skip morning prayers so he can have a sauna and smoke opium in his room which he shares with his permanently naked Filipino girlfriend. All staff are in the pay of the school bully, including the chaplain, who helps him to manage the escape tunnels around Greybridge in return for an archbishop gig at either York or Canterbury Cathedral. The school bully position at Greybridge is a coveted role, so when the current title holder leaves to take up a similar position at Eton, the vacant job is advertised in conservative newspapers such as The Telegraph, The Mail and The Tess. My research this week has taken me down a real rabbit hole and what I have unearthed about Greybridge and what goes on in its hallowed grounds highlights the horrors of private education in the UK, a place where snobbery is quite so ever-present, allegedly, where children are sent away so bored mothers can shag a string of suitors, allegedly, where perverted headteachers abuse their position for sexual gratification, allegedly, and controlling bullies stand on the heads of the weak and the mild in a bid to get to the top. With nearly 50% of the current cabinet having attended fee-paying schools, there's no wonder the government, a shower of stupid, psychopathic, nihilistic pissants, ended up the way they did. Ultimately, the fictional school of Greybridge is a light-hearted look at life in an antiquated private school, but it brought me to consider the following words. We have one of the most stratified and segregated education systems in the developed world. One that promotes inequality and holds our nation back. Access to the best universities and the most powerful seats around boardroom tables, influence in our media and office in our politics are allocated disproportionately to the privately educated children of already wealthy parents. These were words spoken by Michael Gove when he was the Education Secretary. He also said children should be reading 50 books a year, which is a challenge to say the least, especially as the government have closed most of our libraries. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Amazing. Well done. <laughs> oh, I love that. 
And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. As teachers, it's rare we have anyone's attention for five minutes at a time, let alone around 30. So thank you so much for that. Give us a follow on Twitter at HandsUpPod and keep an eye out for all of our posts. And just like everyone we're playing uh, about their class pets, we just might feature you on the podcast. And I promise I'll be really nice. Um, And if you enjoyed it, pass it on to another teacher or educator or anyone else you feel might enjoy listening. And please, if you can, don't forget to subscribe give us a quick rating or even better leave us some feedback with your preferred podcast provider that's all for this one class dismissed mark what where where are you going i just i just need to put my um snake sign on the door oh you're not getting your snake out are you i need a bit of privacy